1: Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Hello, my name is Demetrius. This is Jason. Morning all. And you are listening to Spaces Podcasts Express. Thank you for coming back everybody. I recently was going through some projects, and a lot of the projects that, at least that I start for um, sort of the residential, remodel, uh, small commercial stuff, when you start, clients sometimes have drawings, a drawing set or uh, CAD files that they may have received from somebody else. Sure. And uh, one of the parts of my proposal is always to go and measure the space myself and do my own drawings. Some people look at that like they're wasting money having you do it again. But drawings are super critical, and you can't trust anyone else's drawings. Right. Uh, So I wanted to talk a little bit about that and sort of the drawing the process of drawings going throughout the design process and into construction, mm. um, you know, everybody uses the, the architect's drawings as a background. Of course. When you get a set of drawings, how do you guys operate as far as, um, cause I assume you take the architectural drawings and then, and then you build off your, your specs. So.
0: Absolutely. So it's on two different sides, right? So we have the flooring side and then obviously the, uh, the cabinet side. Yeah. At least that I deal with. Flooring side is pretty simple. I mean, if there's a minor adjustment to a wall here or there, for the most part, it's pretty simple and, and basic. You're dealing with a little bit of extra waste factor on a floor. You're cutting stuff in, so like on site, so it's not like it's a static piece that gets put in there, right? Yeah. Um, you know, maybe a flooring line changes, and so it makes you add more material or whatever, but you usually catch that at the models when they're built, mm-hmm. and, but it's not really a difficult thing. So it's, it's pretty simple, but we'll take, we'll take the original prints we get, we'll measure that out, put our square footages and yardages to it and then order off of that. And then are we you, do our, go ahead. Are,
1: are you doing it in CAD or no. whatever that program is, or are you doing it just, in like- we
0: literally get it transferred to like PDF and print it out and do it old school scale and like that kind of thing. I oh, literally go really? through, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Super crude. Um, I literally <laughs> go through the plans myself, um, and walk through them I mean, we're not, we don't have CAD. Here, uh, okay. Um, I you know it scares the hell out of me every time I've gotten a file and opened it up, and it's like all these colors and lines. And <laughs> like, oh, I click something and it moves, and it's like I'm you know like I'm, I'm out. Yeah. So we literally and there's a lot of people that don't understand that not everybody here needs to be trained on CAD. Yeah. Because we don't actually deal with drawings like that, right? Yeah. On the flooring side, um. So no joke. I will. literally I have a gal that walked in when we were talking. I put five sets of plans on my desk that I need to measure out.
1: That's interesting. So when I. So when I say that um, you know, not to trust anyone else's drawings, I've done projects where like in CAD you can do a, a hatch, what's called a hatch, and basically create that tile and you can do a measurement on that hatch. So if I were to do that and then and give you the area calc It's always wrong. You is it wrong or you just don't trust it?
0: Ninety five percent of the time it's wrong. And here I, and here's the reason why. Okay. So when you get at least for when we get to the site to go do the install, because when people do that, you're going to click and CAD's pretty precise. Right. So you're going to click on a corner. You're going to drag that box. You're going to get an area measurement. And let's say that room is on the on the plan. It says 10.35 by 20.7. Right. It's it's very concise, let's say as as far as feet. Right. Okay. And so then it's going to calculate. 10.35 10.35 times 20.7. And then you're going to get a, a net of whatever that number is. And you're going to say, here's what you need to do that. Well, when you get onto the site, what it's really going to be is almost 11 by 21 or, you know, whatever that type of thing is. So there's, it doesn't sound like much, but half a foot by another half a foot in a 20 by 16 space is a lot of material. And that's a net measurement. And so I'm going to make this, the measurement smaller, let's say it's a 10 by 10 room. I don't order 10 by 10 would be 100 square feet, right? 10 yeah. times 10 is 100. We all know. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, yeah. we all know that at this point. <laughs> If I ordered 100 square feet, I would be short to do the job on site because I have to cut all that material in from a waste. Dude, there ain't any framer that has 90 degree walls. There ain't any framer that has exactly 10 by 10, yeah. none of that. So you figure in at minimum 5 to 6% waste, right? And that, and usually what I would do in that 10.35 by 20, whatever it was, I would call it 10 and a half by 21. You follow what I'm saying? Like yeah, that's how I would measure it and then add, yeah. And then add my 5% because that's the thing you get from when you talk to, I can't remember that architect that, that mentioned going out and do the plumbing and seeing all the rise and fall, like, go, you know what I mean? Like she had that argument with that gentleman on site, but uh, that that's the Christine. difference. Yeah. Yeah, that's the difference between sitting in an office. Mm-hmm. And experiencing it in the field time and time and time again, you know, even though this is a great concept and they have to follow all the rules, but on site, they're slightly different. And that happens every time. And the guy never snaps the lines, right? Yeah. It's just, it's just the way it is. And, th- and in fairness, that's why there's tolerances in our industry, like, because, you know, it's a man-made or man-created scenario and, and there's going to be different things.
1: That's where I, I'm, I'm losing you a little bit. So if yeah. you're if you're doing the PDF already, and then you're gonna overshoot and add your five percent or whatever, if I have the you know the rough square footage of that floor, mm-hmm. isn't that enough information? And then you can add your five yeah. percent to that.
0: You you could pro- probably add like if 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 I would say I have to go off the architect's measurement, I would probably add ten percent, and I'd feel better. Hmm. again because of what we're talking about you know what I mean like like the the walls moving three or four inches could make that difference over a 20 foot span yeah you know, like that's a lot of material
1: just for the transition to floor transition
0: cuts just in general right so if it, if the room is 10.25 by 10.25 instead of 10 by 10 you're already screwed you know what yeah. I mean like that makes a big difference right so that's why we like to measure it. You know what I mean? And then the other thing we look at too, when we're doing it is we look at the actual layout of the floor. The biggest place that gets into trouble on the flooring side is in the carpet yardage because carpet yardage, it comes in a 12 foot section and you have to drop it in the same direction. So what you would do is you would take a 10 by 10 room, get hundred square feet, divide by nine to get yardage. Mm-hmm. Really what we have to do is 12 by 10 divided by nine to get yardage, because you're going to burn a two foot section to finish that room you don't hack carpet up into little squares and patch it together. Right. Yeah. So there's a whole other dimension to that, that we have to do. And then, and then it depends on which direction in the house you want to lay the seams of the carpet for less traffic, less So there's a lot of different things that go into it, like any trade. Right. Mm -hmm. And that'll transition really well to like the cabinet side. So we use like a cabinet CAD deal. It's not quite the same type of CAD thing as you do. Yeah. Um, But I, I like to say I will go off the architect's renderings as a, uh, it's a concept because they never they never account for needing to actually open doors and drawers in the corner. They never, you know what I mean? Like the layouts are kind of a concept. And then not only that, I think we talked about this in one episode. I know what our builder partner likes. Yeah. You know, consistently in comparison to whatever. So I, you know, I don't trust the room measurements again. Cabinet ones we always field measure because three inches bigger or smaller can make a massive difference and mm-hmm. in, 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 it's not something like flooring where you cut it in on site it's built <laughs> yeah doors and drawers are ordered like the whole bit right so now your door sizes are off you can kind of manipulate them you can't grow the box size you can cut it down if you have to but now you need a new door a drawer front and a drawer yeah and so it creates a problem plus inefficiency on site too
1: yeah so i'm i've wondered like how do you how do you tighten up all of that because if, if we can't trust each other's drawings and have to basically do things over and over, uh, is there a way to tighten all yes. of that up?
0: Yes, there it's easy and it's extremely difficult and here, okay. and here's why I say that,
1: cause wh- hang on before you say yours, yeah. the yeah. one that I would suggest, which is in process right now is BIM is supposedly be the, the next level where everyone works off of the same model. Uh, but there is still some responsibility and legality of whose ownership and who, who does all of that, you know, fall to if something is off.
0: Correct. <laughs> and that, and that's why I say it's easy in concept, but it's hard in reality. Because here, here's the deal. The two people that are most responsible for how everything goes is your foundation, poor. Yeah. Because that ultimately sets your dimensions and then your framing. Yes. So. You could do that. And I've had a builder try to do that multiple times where that different builder partners, where they say, look, we are 100% going off the drawings. You are going to 100% only do what we decide here off of the drawings. Sounds great. Yeah. And the expectation is that builders on site people hold everybody to that accountability standpoint. Let me tell you what the guys on site don't do. <laughs> they don't hold everybody to that accountability because they also have to follow a timeline. And you're trying to retrain people to do look, if it says 10 and a half, it's 10 and a half. It's not 10.4, it's not 10.6, it's 10.5. Yeah. And they're not all going and measuring this because they all think they have too many other things to do, but they don't hold them responsible to it. And then they don't catch it till later down the road when you know drywall's all done, everything's all done, all this kind of stuff. And then we come up cabinets, go, yo, this wall's supposed to be 10 and a half. It's not. Well, I'm not going to tear apart this entire wall and fuck up my schedule and do this other kind of thing. So you guys need to fix it. Yeah. That's it. And because of that, it will never happen until you literally have somebody that said. and maybe it's going back to, you know, the gentleman with the whatever whatever that is where they're doing the po- the cast cast in place houses. Um, Cobot printing. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. the 3D We're, printing. Yeah. Yeah. So literally that's going to be exact, right? By the computer program. Mm-hmm. Until sadly it's done by some mechanized way like that. To where it's so precise, I don't think you can do it because you're because who who in their right mind in any projects can be like, you know what, let's delay this another four weeks. Let's get all the trades to come back in here on their own dime, rip all this part for one. The trades are gonna look at you like, bro, I'll just go to somebody else. Like, I'm out. There's enough of a labor shortage as it is now that I don't need to deal with your ish. Yeah. And two, the builders can be like, You want me to do what for three inches? I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? Like, get the house done, get it sold, give me my money back. You know what I mean? Like, that's how that works.
1: So we, uh, I had hinted at this in our conversation about the evolution of construction and everybody kind of shot it down. I want to bring it up again to see if your, if your thoughts have changed now that yeah. some time has passed. But I was thinking, and let's say everything is done in BIM now, and you do the entire thing, everybody works off of the same model, okay. all consultants are adding into this same model, and it goes all the way through, into construction they continue to use that same model and and when i say to construction uh that's to all the planning and takeoff, uh, figuring out takeoffs Mm -hmm. and all that stuff costing and all that yeah yeah and then you get to the field and you have ar technology which is developing and everyone wears the glasses you pin that model to the site for your foundation pour all of the framing is laid out there visually in front of you you Put it all down right there. Uh,
0: does that work? No. What? So, no. So here's so here's the so here's the, here's why. Here, here's uh, my opinion of why. Okay. These guys go out there already with lasers. When the guys are digging trenches, doing all this kind of stuff and whatever, I don't know if you've been out to a site recently where they've been doing these things. And I always, anytime I go to a site, I try to go into the different stages of the development while I'm there, mm-hmm. right? And so I've seen guys doing layout for, you know, grading layout for all these other kinds of things. And they're still going by laser with exact dimensions and it's still off sometimes. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know how, but I've seen it enough to know that unless something by machine is doing it, yeah, I don't think it's going to be exactly that way. That's my opinion to where you have, and, and if you look at it actually, like um, in land development, like all the, all the scrapers, all the graders, they're super cool, right? These massive machines.
1: Yeah.
0: It's electronically pinned to where you, the guy's not driving. Like, I don't think people realize this, right? But the thing's going and it's hitting a geo point or whatever you would call it and then moving or whatever it is and the angles and all this other kind of stuff. It's literally driving itself, right? Mm -hmm. That's why the paths are correct these days and all that other kind of stuff and whatever else. But the minute you start having guys setting up lasers and digging trenches on their own, things change. The human involvement, for whatever reason, doesn't allow what you're talking about <laughs> to happen. The tolerances are different. And I think we see that in every regard, right? Yeah. So if you look at like the tolerances, like a machine shop works off of because the machines are machining it themselves and they're set to set points are way tighter than me going and whittling a stick. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's just no matter how clean you try and get that, you don't have that same capability, which is also very scary. hmm because that means people are going to continue to try and find more and more efficiencies that humans can't create, which means you're eliminating more and more things that humans can do. So I think there's a whole nother branch off to that. So my point in all of that is saying until it's mechanized, it ain't going to happen.
1: Yeah, I think the variation in material in, in typical wood frame construction is part of that issue.
0: Sure. Warping, twisting, all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: And then it's the human installation of all of this material creates those errors and warped walls and all of that stuff
0: dude i mean even like even like a pony wall yeah <laughs> when we tell guys all the time i need it at 35 inches height 34 and 7 8 35 and a quarter you know what i mean like it, it and it needs to be 35 by 108 how is it not 108 yeah how is it 107 and three quarter how is it 108 and a half how does that happen <laughs> I mean, and and is 107 and three quarter a problem? No, it's actually not a problem. Yeah. But it is a problem if you're trying to do everything to this precise situation, right? And ultimately, maybe that's a culture bred problem too, where we're saying, hey, 107 and three quarter is acceptable. What it really is, is us saying, "Full work with it. It's not worth the extra day of having to delay that, screw up our schedule, do everything else.
1: That's when you look at code, there's no exact, well, I mean, there are some exact numbers, but um, there's always a, a window of you know, this shelf can be between 34 Excellent. and 38 inches just because of that tolerance
0: problem. Yeah, and who knows what's running through the wall and, you know, all these other kind of things that go on there. But to your point, if it was all BIM done, none of that would matter because you'd be able to precisely set all your points. Yeah. But I just, until you have machines running off that BIM, again, just like I said, going, you know, printing a house and having some massive machine deal move around and set all your walls and do all that kind of stuff, I don't think there's any way for you to be able to do that but that's my opinion. You know, I may be, I may be at this point, 17 years into it, archaic (laughs) now in understanding, you know what I mean? Or belief in it, or I may just be too, too set in my ways at that. I don't want to say I'm set in my ways, but I've just seen it too often to think it's not possible for my personnel capability, unless you do the things I said earlier. And I don't see the people that are paying the bills Mm -hmm. wanting to stop at that point to really do that because what are you really going to gain? Yeah. You know is there is there that much more to be gained or is there way more to be lost that's the question
1: hmm. yeah
0: cost benefit right
1: yeah all right so thank you for the conversation jason uh thank you to the listeners for listening we'll talk again on thursday thanks thanks again for listening spaces is part of the Gable media network You can check out similar content at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. If you enjoy our show, you can support us in three simple ways for free. You can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or on your podcast app if it allows you to. Tell a friend and follow us on social media. Thanks for spending time with us. Talk soon.